2: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
3: Hey guys, a special bring it on back episode from 2019. So this is Tenille Arts. She came by the house. She brought a guitar, which people don't normally do for this. We were super pumped she did and just got to know her. And at this point, she hadn't had a hit yet. You know, we were talking about in last Friday's episode of the Bobbycast where she may break a record soon enough, her song Somebody Like That has cracked the top 10 on the country airplay chart, which is a big deal. It took her 58 weeks to get there. Think about that. We talked to her in like 100 weeks ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and so that this song started 40, I, I mean, almost a year after we talked to her. Yeah. Like this is in the early, early Tennille Arts time. But that set the record for the longest climb to top 10 for a solo female artist. Who knows if she breaks the all-time record? I hope they keep going with this song. Yeah. But wanted to play this interview for you guys in case you missed it way back then, eighty episodes ago. Because that's a long time ago. That's a long time. That's over a year on this feed. Yeah, that probably people are, probably aren't scrolling back that far to hear. So here is Tennille Arts. I hope you take some time to get to know her. Remember, this is before she had any success or any fame. Really, she'd been on The Bachelor a couple times, not as a contestant but as mm-hmm. a performer. Um, so enjoy this. This is Tennille Arts from the house here on the BobbyCast. Here we go, episode two hundred three. With Tenille Arts. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Get on. All right. There. there you go. Uh, pretty good. I was looking at your Instagram. You have a lot of followers. I do. Where did that... What, what's the deal? Where did that come from? I
4: don't know. I mean, we, I've been on social media for a really long time and on YouTube. And yeah, I've just been like really trying to keep up the online presence.
3: I was uh, doing a little deep dive about you. And I, I had seen that you were on The Bachelor twice. Not yeah. as a contestant. Although that'd be a good story too. <laughs> but uh, you played twice. How, how do you land getting on The Bachelor to play?
1: Well,
4: my manager had been sending my music into them for a really long time, and they just came across some of my music that they loved. The first song was called Moment of Weakness, and it pretty much sounded like we had written it for the show. So it worked out really well, and I performed on a one-on-one date.
3: Do you remember who it was?
4: Um, It was Ari and Chelsea.
3: Okay, so Mike, do you know who Ari is? I do. Okay, help me out. A uh, good-looking dude. I think he has, like, kind of grayish hair, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, no, okay, so I got it. Mm-hmm. And that was the season. I don't really watch the show. I don't hate people that do, by the way. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor Nation. He's the one that was, like, he broke up with the girl at the end of the season? Like yeah, he camera. picked
4: someone and then broke up with her yeah. and then picked the, like, second-place girl. I guess nah, so.
3: that I can admire. Anyone <laughs> that kind of is not status quo on that show, I like. Okay, so you, you play for him and Chelsea. Chelsea. Did they stay together? No. Was it your song? Was that the reason they didn't stay together? Me,
4: I, don't, I hope not. <laughs> no. Uh, she left. She had a kid, so she wanted to She had get a kid back. on the
3: show? As they were dancing? Not on the, oh. not on oh, the
4: show, okay. but I think she wanted to get back to her, her son, so she, I think she ended up leaving the show.
3: So tell me what that's like then playing. Do you have to play it over and over and over again for the cameras?
4: Yeah, we play it a few times. Not, It's like definitely a surprise for the girl. I think the, the bachelor knows that this is going down because I think he has like a hand in picking the dates. But uh, the girl was completely surprised when she walked in. And we played the song a couple of times for them to get their shots and everything. But then we play it again multiple times. and for Oh, that me, makes
3: sense. So they can shoot you. Yeah, yeah, so they can
4: get close-ups and stuff. But it was really awkward because nobody told me if I should look at the cameras or not. So I just found myself staring At the couple dancing and making out, and it was so awkward. I did not know what to do. It was, yeah, that was that. But
3: (laughs) so let me hear some of this moment of weakness, and I'm gonna imagine a couple dancing, right?
1: Right. That is quite the bachelor song. Yeah.
3: Because you're basically begging them to make out right there. Yeah. You're playing the song. Like, all right, have your moment of weakness right here on camera so we can document it. Okay, so you go on the show, and I would imagine, because I've had some friends go on that show and play, there's a nice pop with your music the day after it airs. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty cool, right?
4: That was really cool. That had a, a huge part to do with my social media and just my music getting out
3: there in general. So, But then you go back again? Yeah. So then they're like, hey... You riveted our couple so much, we want you to bring that back for another couple. Is that what happened the next time?
4: Um, I don't know. They're just like, they became a fan of my music and they wanted to help me out as a new artist. And I think it's really cool and kind of unexpected to be a part of something like The Bachelor. Like, you wouldn't think that's a great way to promote your music, but it kind of is. I mean, there's a lot of people that watch that show and it's like the perfect age for my music. So they asked me to come back.
3: So you go back and then you play for.
4: This one was Colton and Elise.
3: Okay. Now, if I remember, they're not together. No. You're over for 2. I'm just I telling <laughs> you, your success rate on this show is hey. not good for the couple staying together.
4: <laughs> I've played really early on in the show, so I feel like, you know, you never know what's going to happen at that point.
3: So Colton and Elise, mm-hmm. and what are they doing?
4: Like, Eating, on a date? Oh, dancing? Um, yeah, it was in a big theater in LA, so there was actually an audience there.
3: Okay, people. so a little more natural.
4: Way more natural okay. this time.
3: So yeah. you're playing in a theater. And how does that, and pardon me for not knowing this, how do they set that up? Do they fake like they're walking in on a show or they're both big Tennille Arts fans?
4: Yeah, sometimes they do it like that. Not but. that they'd be
3: faking it, but I'm <laughs> yeah. into, I, work, I do a lot of TV too and we fake a lot of stuff, not not originally, but in order to redo it again and again and again, we have to sometimes go, all right, let's shoot this again. Yeah. So they, they walk in like, hey, oh, yeah, we're big fans of Tenille Arts. Let's go. Is that what it was? Yeah,
4: basically, that's what that's what happened. Uh, it was like a surprise for the girl and everything. But she ended up messaging me like right after that episode and was like, I'm going to remember that night forever. I love your music. So she definitely like dove into my music after that.
3: And so and then there you have it. Yeah. Tube. You need one more, though. You got to get on a successful. You got to get on a couple that stays together.
4: Yeah, well, I'll right, try.
3: You're, right now, you're the Clayton Kershaw of oh. of uh, The Bachelor. Okay. It's just not working out for you so far. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. They brought you back. And what song did you do there?
4: Well, <laughs> it ended up being a song called I Hate This, which was a breakup song,
3: which... Uh, so you predicted what was going to yeah, happen. Kinda. I do I like that song. <laughs> this I hate the song I've, I've programmed into the I Heart, the Women of I Heart Country show. This is a good one. Thank not you. that the other one wasn't. I just had never heard it. Mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. own music you kind of bob your head and you still do you like listening to your own music i do yeah yeah because when, I mean, when we played that i felt like you kind of felt that a little bit
4: yeah i immediately started thinking about when i like wrote it and who it's about and yeah i go there every time
3: so you wrote that as okay good it's a perfect segue into this we have a lot of songwriters that come on the show mm-hmm. which you are obviously yeah um and and they talk about songs so let's talk about this song specifically how long ago did you write it
4: would have been like a year and a half ago
3: oh still pretty fresh
4: yeah (laughs) pretty new and it's funny because when I had originally written it I wasn't going through a breakup or anything like I was kind of imagining what that would be like and everything and then I went through a breakup and that song it was so hard to go out and sing that song at every show
3: so a song that you didn't write about your breakup ended up being hard to sing because later on you went through a breakup yeah that's kind of a, Mike, we've never heard a story like that, right? I know. Like they write a song and then it comes back into their life, it's about their life. The breakup and then it's hard to sing about that, but yeah, not the other way around. Yeah. Like Carly, when she became, come in, she was like, yeah, I wrote every little thing and you know, I would play it and think about the breakup every time. But you didn't break up with the song. It just came back to haunt you later. It did. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> so, so you write the song and you, did you write it about the boyfriend you had at the time? In, at least, like, did you predict? Oh, that's yeah. what it was. You were I predicting mean, the breakup, aren't you?
4: It wasn't that far mm-hmm. before we ended up breaking up. So I think that I had a little bit of that in my mind. But I always try to, like, take from personal experiences or try to imagine what it would be like if I was going through that.
3: You wrote, you wrote this with a guy named Adam Wheeler? Yeah. So you guys hop in a room together.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And how does that work with you? You go, hey, I got this idea. I'm probably going to break up with this dude. Like, how does that work?
4: <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay, but, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, it was... I had written a lot with him um, around that same like time period, so we knew what was going on in each other's lives, and and he knew that things were like a little bit rocky in my relationship, and he had talked about some of his past relationships, and we really just kind of dove into it, and the song it's weird because the song isn't really about like a breakup, it's about that time period right after you break up where you don't know if you're going to end up getting back together or if you're just going to actually stay broken up. Because I feel like there's a little bit of hope during that time where you still love that person and you still think maybe, you know, something might work out. But then, you know, eventually you have to deal with the fact that, okay, maybe it
3: really is over. Let's talk about that for a second. Away from music. Like most times, let's do a little public service announcement. It doesn't work out. If you're going to break up, it doesn't work out. I know. I'll tell you from my experience, you feel like, you know, it might work out. Let's give it another try. But I'm going to say probably like 93% of the time, if you break up and you're like, mm, maybe we should give it a try because it could, it's not
4: going yeah. to. Yeah, because I think once you break up, you think that those, those things will maybe like work themselves out. And then when you get back together, it'll just be like a fresh start. But it's not. There's still like all of those things that you, all of those issues, I guess, that you had before.
3: You know what you should do? This is maybe a lesson for you. You're a little bit younger than I am or anyone watching this or listening to this. If you're struggling in your relationship and you don't know really what to do to make it work, have a baby. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't you say that's a good one, Mike? That's great advice. Just have a baby. No. (laughs) Then you're stuck and you have to make it work. Fixes every problem. Yeah, I would say, yeah, fixes (laughs) fixes all the problems. You don't agree with that? No, I do not. Um, Why don't we do somebody like that? Which... Is this is the single now? It is. Okay. Here is somebody like that.
4: All
3: right. Tell me about this one.
4: All right. Well, I wrote this one after writing a ton of breakup songs. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done writing these breakup songs. I want to start looking for somebody again. I want to, you know, start putting myself out there. So I got in the writing room with Alex Klein and Allison Velts, and we were just kind of reflecting on relationships that we had seen go really well, like looking at our parents, looking at our grandparents, you know, just kind of those relationships that we idolized as kids and looked up to. And, you know, I have a lot of great relationships in my life, and, and I feel like we just looked back on, you know, maybe love that we had or love that went really well, love that went bad, and just kind of looking for the right kind of love this time and not settling until we find it.
3: And how long ago did you write this song?
4: This one would have been about six months ago. And
3: did you predict the future, much like you predicted the demise of The Bachelor— You'd make this song, and did somebody like that come along? They did. You predicted the future. I predicted see? the future. That's what you need to do. You need to write more song predicting. Exactly. Or predicting future songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what my therapist says. You got to, like, see the good stuff that's yeah. going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But then I do, and it never happens. So then I start seeing the bad stuff again. No. Uh, you have an accent, which is interesting. Do A Yeah. What a, bit kind? of a Not so much of a Canadian one. Oh. A little bit. I dated a Canadian girl for a long time. So... I'm very experienced with the Canadian talk and mm-hmm. your 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 little hybrid English French <laughs> a type yeah. language, but it's just a little country accent oh, really? to you too. Yeah, so what like what? Tell me about like a town you grew up in.
4: I grew up in a really small town in Saskatchewan, in Canada, and uh, my dad's a wheat farmer. So we grew up like in the small town, but then we also had the family farm. So I spent a lot of time out there. And guys a wheat
3: town. farmer, huh? Yeah. What does that entail day to day?
4: I mean, for us being in Canada, there's like a very short yeah, season. Yeah, like a
3: week, right? Where it's warm enough <laughs> yeah. to grow anything?
4: Yeah. I mean, it pretty much starts like end of May, June, and harvest time is like September, October.
3: So is it vaca- Is it like snow vacation? They're all rest of the year as a wheat farmer?
4: Well, my dad had another job <laughs> that he worked that whole time as well. Um, but yeah, I guess for most people, or they've got like cattle or something, but we don't. It's
3: a just wheat. wheat farmer in Canada? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. Like when I flew into Toronto, which by the way, I don't know what's in the water up there, but you guys are way too nice. And I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But even with my ex-girlfriend, she's way too nice. And I would be like, why are you being so nice to me all the time? But it was just a natural, it was just like in you guys' blood. And I didn't really realize that until I went to Toronto. And people would just like stop on the road and talk to me. And this is Toronto too, which is very metropolitan, by the way. really close to New York. And you would think would be a little different than than you know, Saskatchewan or mm-hmm. um, Vancouver or a lot of these other places that I was familiar with. But people were just like, hey, hey sir. And I'd be like, what's up? Would you like a dollar? Not asking for it. <laughs> the homeless people were offering me money in Canada. <laughs> it was so different than here in the States where they're like, can I get a dollar? They were like, sir, I don't have much, but why don't you have my last dollar? You Canadians are nuts, man. It's awesome. So um, what was my point with all that, Mike? Like Canadi- I, Canadians are really nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was onto something there. But so your dad. Oh, but, but oh, my point is I was flying in and I would see golf courses in Canada. And I was like, what week do you get to play golf here? Yeah. It's so cold all the time. It is cold. And so your dad, do you have tractors? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how big was his wheat farm? Um,
4: okay. People always ask me this and I always forget to ask him how big it is. But I mean, we've got a lot of land.
3: Do we need to call your dad we and ask him? We might
4: have to. Cause. We
3: have a phone connected right there. We can okay. call your dad. Okay. S- Do we want to get your dad on the phone?
4: I mean, I'll call him. Okay.
3: Tanil, don't press me. Hey, Mike, can you call her dad? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna call her dad and see if he'll even just answer the phone. All right. Does he? What's he doing? Is he? Is he? What, what is today? Today's.
4: Yeah, they're trying to harvest right now, mm-hmm. but it just snowed. He's gonna get
3: interrupted by a phone call and yeah. his daughter. Has your dad ever been in an interview before? No. Okay, it's first. Okay. Is he gonna be? Are you nervous?
4: Uh, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> We're going to plug the phone up. Some, we have this phone here, Tanil. and so we, sometimes we'll do phone interviews if people uh-huh. are in Los Angeles. Are you freaked out about your dad being on?
4: Well, I'm just like, he never answers his phone, so we might go through all of this well, for nothing. That's all
3: right. <laughs> we didn't say we didn't try, right, Mike? Yeah. yeah. And this phone, fo- Mike, this phone It'll rings ring. all the, I'll be, because this is in my house. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're a dog barking and you're listening to this, it's because my I have a bulldog puppy and I put him away for this interview, but I can hear him barking down. So, do you hear him barking? No, no. He does Bring this all the time.
4: Bring him, no. <laughs> so cute? That's all he does.
3: Um, and so this this phone, as soon as we bought the line to start calling people, it mm-hmm. rings. It'll be one o'clock in the morning. I,
4: oh, is it just like random?
3: It's like people trying to sell me stuff. Oh, yeah. I thought it would be like Janet Kramer who we call on it. <laughs> They're like, what up? No, it's, it's some people trying to sell me stuff.
4: Yeah,
3: all right, we're good. All right. You, you wanted to just show you the number? Yeah. Off the camera? Okay. All right. Let's see. By the way, Everyone listening right now, as we, as we look at this, uh, follow Tenille on Instagram, T-E-N-I-L-L-E Arts, Tenille Arts. That is her name there. Do we have a dial tone, Mike? We do. All right. Let's see if we, uh, and what is his name? Kevin. Will Kevin know that an unnamed Nashville phone number is probably specific to you? Maybe. Okay. Because um. I never would answer a call if I didn't know who it was, ever.
4: Yeah. I mean, well, he's just like, he'll leave his phone.
3: Does he have any idea who loses. Bobby Bones is at all?
4: I, just, I was just talking to him last night, and Great. I was like, I'm doing this, this
3: show. Okay. I don't hear anything, but. You have reached three. Okay. So <laughs> te- text him. Okay. And say, hey, we're trying to call you. Can you answer the call here? Okay. All right. Um, let me read you a little bit about Tanil as she does this here. Let's see, she won five of the Saskatchewan Country Music Association Awards for all which you were nominated. Okay, Mike, do you still have his number? I don't. Okay, he needs a phone again. Okay. What we're doing is really hacking your phone. <laughs> this is a yeah. tri- what's the trick we do with everyone? So maybe he'll see that. All right, we're going to keep going, Mike. I guess we have to hear it, huh? Yeah. Okay, that's all right, we're good. So tell me, you're on Reviver Records? Yeah. How long have you been, when did you get that, that deal?
4: About a year and a half ago.
3: And so how, how do they get on to you to sign you?
4: It was actually, it had a lot to do with The Bachelor. I performed on You did that without a label. The first time I performed, it was, yeah, completely without a label. And we were having like a viewing party for the episode here in Nashville. And we had Gator from Reviver Records come out to the show because I played like a little set before the episode aired. And it was pretty instant. Like I met with him and the whole team and I was just like, this feels like a perfect place for me.
3: Well, good for you. Yeah. Wow, and so then you become a millionaire as soon as you get signed. Yeah, of course. That's, that's how that that's, works. That's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're just l- loaded. Yeah. Mike, no. if we don't get him this time, we'll just uh, give it a rest for a bit. Okay. No luck. No luck. <laughs> okay, that's all right. We're still gonna get him. He's gonna text her. It's a little okay, bit. Dad. He maybe listen. Will he listen to this.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he loves to listen to like I'll be home and I'll hear him watching and listening to my YouTube videos. I'm like, Dad, I'm right here.
3: Super supportive, Dad, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, what about your mom? They still together? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and what does she do?
4: Uh, she used to work as a lab tech in the hospital, but she is was a stay-at-home mom for my entire life.
3: A lab tech, like needles?
4: Yeah.
3: Mm. You know, I had a mm. cousin once who was training to be a lab tech, and she said, hey, I need to borrow you for needle practice. Oof. And I was like, well, first of all, that's not going to happen. I don't do needles very well. And she was like, I need to do needles in your knuckles because apparently they have to learn if they can't get it from your arm, they have to draw it from your knuckles. Oh, no. And so... I, don't do, I didn't let her do it, obviously, but I didn't know you could draw a needle from knuckles.
4: Me either. Did
3: your mom draw blood from people?
4: Uh, she did, yeah.
3: If you were sick, could she help you? Like oh, by yeah. giving you IVs or medicine?
4: She never did any of that stuff, but I mean, she had medical knowledge, so she, I mean, she would help us sure. out as much as she could.
3: All right, so you moved to the States when?
4: Four years ago.
3: You've only been here four years? Yeah. So, okay, so do you do the whole Canada thing first where you're, you know, you, like I'm going to be a star in Canada?
4: Not really. I mean, I was a little bit involved in like the Canadian country music industry up there. Um, And they had a really cool program that I was a part of that was like the discovery program where they help you out, give you the connections and everything. But I I always knew that I wanted to be in Nashville. I made my first trip. It was it's almost exactly 10 years ago when I first came here to, you know, write and get involved in everything. So I always had my sights set on Nashville. And so I didn't spend a ton of time focusing on on the Canadian
3: scene. So what was it for you that made you go, oh, I got to move down there?
4: I think I had just seen so many people. It's just such a community. Like, Canada's so spread out. I wish they had a place that everybody could go and write with each other, because there's really, there's nothing. I mean, everybody's so spread out. So I knew that Nashville was just such a community. I knew that some of my favorite songwriters, some of my favorite artists, that's what they did. They... Once they could, they moved to Nashville and they made their connections and they just started building it from the ground up. And that's what I wanted to do.
3: So, you tell your parents what?
4: Well, the first time I actually came down, I was 14 or 15 and I had just been putting up YouTube videos and stuff. And a manager called our house (laughs) and he was like, Hey, I want to bring you to Nashville and I want to see if you know, you work well with this girl because he was proposing me to be in this duo.
3: Oh, so wait, you got Justin Bieber a little bit. They see you on a YouTube. A little bit. As a kid, mm-hmm. someone sees you on YouTube and says, let's do it. Yeah. That a bit that would be creepy to me, though. i will be like, really, what's happening here?
4: Yeah, I mean, oh, my dad was super skeptical about it. My mom was excited because I was excited. But, yeah, it was definitely kind of like a, well, let's just go see what happens. Like, let's wow, be safe about it. But, yeah. yeah, let's go see what happens. And it was so they they always knew that that's where i wanted to go so they were supportive of it and when i moved they were like oh yeah
3: go for it so what happened with that duo
4: it just didn't work out our music ideas were so different and it was kind of like a maddie and tay thing before like pretty much right before maddie and tay
3: so well who was the girl is she around
4: um i i think she's still miranda in the- lambert
3: say it <laughs> no <laughs> yeah we thought so no uh she's still in town
4: I don't think so. I think she went to college somewhere.
3: You guys hated each other, huh? Um,
4: we didn't get along.
3: Oh, I was just kidding, but wow, no. good for you. yeah, we didn't get along. Oh, Mike and I don't get along. Yeah. No, we just kind of <laughs> sit over here. And, and, okay, so you come and you go, okay, well, Nashville's where I want to be. So you go back home. Yeah. And do you finish school?
4: I did. I finished high school.
3: Okay, and then you go, as soon as I'm done, I'm out of here. Yeah. And so when did you actually pack up and move down?
4: I stayed for just like a couple of years, just saving up. I still lived with my parents and everything, and um Yeah, uh, I was 21 when I moved down. First time I had ever lived on my own. Got a one-bedroom apartment. The whole thing.
3: Who moved with you? My mom. In a what? (laughs) Tell tell me the story. You get in a U-Haul. You get a truck with a trailer. We
4: we did the drive twice. The first time we took her car and just loaded it up and drove as much as we could down just to get moved in, and then I ended up driving back again. I can't really remember why that happened, but I took. I have like a little yellow pontiac g5 from when i was like 16 and we loaded that thing up and i still have that car we drove it all the way down here and my mom stayed for like about a week to just get me settled and then she hopped on a plane and left me by myself what's the drive a full 25 hours of driving so it took us about two days
3: do you still have that car do Do you still drive that car Uh uh-huh i look at you (laughs) yeah with this millionaire record deal you should have like exactly a mercedes you know, talk about that for a second because that is a quite the misconception because you sign a record. And listen, when I signed my record deal, I actually think I went in the hole. I think I lost money. And people think when you sign a deal that it's just like a whole bunch of money given to you. Um, you're a bit different than I am. You're better. Tell me what happens when you sign a deal.
4: Well, for me, my deal was pretty unique because my publisher... Um, so I had been living off of you know being a songwriter. And, and, uh, so you signed a publishing deal I first. I signed a publishing yeah. deal first. And about halfway through that first year, my publisher was like, we should record this stuff on you. He knew that I wanted to be an artist. And so he really started just helping me out with all of that stuff, which was really, really cool. And I ended up signing kind of... He created a label, I guess, for me to release music. And so... When I ended up signing with Reviver, like, that all still kind of stayed together. So not much really changed for me other than having, you know, all of the label and everything. But, yeah, no, it's not like you're just, like, handed a bunch of money and been, like, yay, you're a signed artist now.
3: Mostly they go, we're going to pay for you to do things, Mm -hmm. and even then you got to pay us back. Yeah. That's really. Yeah. Unless you're a major artist switching labels and they're Mm -hmm. trying to woo you. They're going okay. We're now going to pay for you to make a record, and we're going to pay for you to travel and do what they call radio tour, but you will pay us back. Yeah. Or we will drop you. One of the two things will happen. Mm-hmm. And so, sounds sounds amazing, doesn't it? But it is yeah. cool to actually get a deal because they're actually supporting you to go out and, and try all this stuff. It
4: is, and I mean, without that, it'd be really, really hard to to do all of those things if you didn't have that support.
3: What'd you put on YouTube? What song?
4: Uh like the one that I got yeah, the discovered. one that there's always
3: there's always a a uh, video.
4: It was 15 by Taylor Swift and I was 15 singing it. So that's what got me here.
3: And when they called, they asked for you. How how did they get your number?
4: That's the whole thing that I still have not figured out. I don't know how they found me, but I mean, I'm glad that they did cuz I learned a lot from it. Yeah. But um yeah, they literally just were like, "Hey, is Tanil there?" <laughs> and I t- answered the phone and talked to them for a little while and yeah, it was weird.
3: Grand Ole Opry debut just happened? Yes. How'd that go?
4: Amazing. Oh my gosh. I still can't even believe that it happened. Like it was just one of those moments where you're like, it feels like a pat on the back from the country music industry. You know, just everybody here being like, you deserve to be on that stage and make your debut. So I think that's what meant so much to me. And I had a ton of family and friends, everybody in town for it. So it was just a really big deal. And it made me feel very special.
3: Yeah. So the, The opera the first time is like a a, your eyes wide open thing. Yeah, you'll like the second through the ninth or tenth time because you actually can take it in. Yeah, there's just a lot of people there in the first one. The first time that I played it, I was like, holy crap! And I do comedy with a little bit of music, right? So it's not definitely not the same. Like you're a legitimate artist, I'm a joke. So you, it's just so many people. Like oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that it's really hard to take it in. Yeah, I, I feel like that would be what a wedding is like, even. Never been married, so I don't know. Yeah,
4: it's like the buildup is like so crazy and then it's like over in a second and you're like, oh.
3: It is quick, but I will say, I don't know if you're playing it again anytime soon, but you you actually enjoy the Opry experience from now on more. Yeah. Yeah, because you look and you for me, I struggle with even seeing anyone in the audience because I was just like, oh my God, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm up here playing, I'm in the circle. Um, and so I really didn't see the people out there. From now I walk out there, It's it goes much slower.
4: Yeah, that's good.
3: It's You can take it in. You can actually breathe and talk in between segments if you want to. Mm-hmm. There's not the pressure of all your family being there. Yeah. Good pressure,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but there's still a lot of pressure there with everybody watching.
4: Yeah, so, it definitely was like a little bit of pressure. But I tried to. When I walked out there, I was like, for whatever reason, I wanted to like watch my foot step into the circle. So I made sure to just like take a moment to like see that moment.
3: That's cool. Are you that kind of person? Are you a take a moment person?
4: Yeah, I try to be, especially with those, like, really big moments. Otherwise, it just gets away from me sometimes.
5: This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
2: Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. Okay, let's 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 walk oh, backward on this. Okay. I
3: know I'm giving you a second on this one. You're 25 years old. Yeah. Top three big moments of your life at number three. At number three. At number three. We, in America, we go backward to one. It's okay. like a big buildup. Yeah. Can
4: I still use the Opry? And, of course. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Number um, three. Number three. Uh, performing on the Bachelor.
3: Okay. Which one or two? You, you but two, because it time. was
4: it was just bigger and more people heard okay, my music. Okay, I like yeah.
3: that. So that's your number three life moment. Yep. Number two life moment. Uh,
4: performing the Canadian National Anthem at the NBA Finals. Recently? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It was a big one. It was something that literally when I started working with my manager, I was like, the one thing I do not want to do is sing any anthems. I am terrified. And that was when I got the call for that. Obviously, I was excited and wanted to take that that opportunity and take that risk. But it was the most terrifying moment of my entire life so far.
3: Uh, what did you sing with any a band or totally by acapella? Myself, yeah. Hmm. So, was there any sort of echo back on top of you? Yes. Because that sucks.
4: It that was tough. There was a lot of people, and just you're kind of trying to keep my note in my head, walking out to the spot where I'm supposed to sing. I was so worried about that. And then they have all these rules about, like, you have to take a hard left to, like, walk off so that you don't get hit by the flag that's coming out for the American anthem. And there were just so many things to think about.
3: But, you know, so was- how, d- explain how... We're going to get to number one in a second. But explain how you're holding your note. All the stuff's happening around you. Mm-hmm. What are you doing inside your head?
4: If, if you watch back any of the clips, I'm literally just like, um... Mm, like singing it in my head constantly,
3: but you got it. Yeah. And the thing, well, I don't know about the Canadian anthem, but the American anthem. If you start a little higher than you're supposed to, you're done. Oh yeah. What What's the Canadian anthem like?
4: It's not difficult to to sing. Like the range isn't as crazy as the American anthem, but I think for me, I overthink anthems so much. I'll go over the lyrics in my head a hundred times.
3: There's almost a no win. No. There is a win because it's number two on your list. Yeah. So that's a win. Mm -hmm. However, uh, in the grand scheme of doing the anthem, if you go out and you nail the anthem, you were supposed to nail the anthem, life just moves on. Yeah. If you screw up the anthem, Mm -hmm. any anthem, life does not move on. No. People get pissed. Yeah. So it's a lot of pressure where if you nail it, you were supposed to Mm Thank you go about your day. But if you don't, holy crap.
4: I mean, I actually ended up getting a lot of criticism. Yeah. Uh, why? Uh, because I changed it up a ooh. little bit.
3: Oh, you took it, you made it your own? It's not, it's not American Idol, Tennille.
4: But okay, like the anthem is like, oh, Canada. And I went, oh, Canada.
3: Mm, probably wouldn't have done that if it were me. I would have just got Robert Goulet and watched him and done that. Yeah, okay, well. Oh, Canada. That but the,
4: that's not me. So I went out there ooh. and I did
3: it the way that ooh. I do it. Do you know who Robert Goulet is? No. No. Oh. He's, I think he's I think he's Canadian. Do you know who he is? I do know who he is. Yeah. I, I saw him sing the Canadian National <laughs> Anthem at WrestleMania once, and for some reason he's stuck in my head. <laughs> Will you see if Robert Goulet is Canadian? Because if he's not, I feel like a doofus. <laughs> okay, good for you. That's at number two. Yeah. Singing the Canadian National Anthem at the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. And who was the game? What was the game?
4: It was Toronto and... Oh, uh, it was the last one, Golden State. Yeah, it wasn't the last, but they were, yeah, they were.
3: I yes, guess, it was uh, in the finals, but yes. it wasn't... The last right. Game. Okay.
4: Yeah. I don't know sports, but yes, that's what happened.
3: Okay. So, but who won the game?
4: <laughs>
3: uh, don't say Golden State, because if you do, this may be the curse of Daniel. I don't. You don't know. know. I don't. I, we'll, we'll go with Toronto then. Okay. And Kawhi had a big game. Is a whole thing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was a big, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Mike um, Robert Goulet. He has of Canadian descent. Boom. From where? <laughs> well, he was born in, in the U.S. Ah, <laughs> crap. But ancestry is in Canada. Okay. And oh. Canada. Canada? <laughs> it says Canadian. <laughs> Who's the most famous person you growing up in Canada?
4: The most famous person to me? Yeah. Shania Twain. Okay,
3: because she was from Canada and also massive and probably yeah. the most famous to everybody, period, in North America. Yes. Okay, so Shania Twain. Who, anybody else? Because we're I'm on the radio in Saskatchewan. Is that a town or a, a province? That's I'm, a province. Okay, mm-hmm. so dumb. Forgive me, because here's what happened. I'll, I love the people in Canada. Can't get enough of them. That being said, I was thrown into so many places at once. Yeah. That they're like... You're in all the and I'm trying to learn as fast as I can. I'm a big Ottawa Senators fan, Mm -hmm. although they suck. (laughs) So I wear the hat proudly, but maybe the worst run hockey organization in the NHL. Are you a hockey fan?
4: A little bit. Okay, who's your team? Well, I'm I just I hop on the bandwagon of wherever I am. So Fred's
3: Oh, oh, you don't have, like, a Canadian team? <laughs> I don't. You think, Did not your dad, like, watch a team?
4: I mean, like, we grew up as a family. My brother played. So, I mean, the most hockey I watched was him playing. Mm-hmm. I also played for a year, just saying. But, yeah. Um, so hockey you played
3: hockey, great. yet you don't have, like, a team that you watch. Oh.
4: No. Hmm.
3: Okay, so you're a Preds fan.
4: Yeah. I like to actually go to games. Watching sports on TV just does nothing for me.
3: And you played hockey, you're also a dancer? Yeah. And uh, and you answer that confidently, so you're a good dancer?
4: I mean, I was competitive, mm-hmm. especially with, like, tap dancing. That was kind of my thing. Um, but my little sister is amazing. And so I once I decided that I wasn't going to be a dancer, she really, she, like, ran with it. She loves dancing, and she still does that to this day. How so. many
3: years did you dance?
4: Uh, from the time I was, like, 3 to 18.
3: Oh, a long time? Yeah. Did you ever win any championships?
4: I well like I went to competitions all around um, like the provinces bordering mine and a few in the states.
3: Do you want any trophies? Yeah, oh,
4: I won some stuff.
3: Crap, because I want a trophy I dance and I like to brag about it a little bit. I danced for for four months. Oh, and well,
4: yeah, there you go. That's right, and then that's a pretty big trophy. That's to win. right,
3: that's right. So <laughs> that's pro- a good one. so probably imagine if I danced for fifteen years, all the trophies I would have. Yeah, <laughs> dang, that was cool. Exactly. Um, okay, so you're in Canada. You moved to the states. You've been here for, as of today, like four years? Yeah. That's it, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, you're just a baby in, in, in yeah. the Nashville I mean, terms. And you have a record deal, and you got music. That's already that's good for you. Thank you. Kind of popping a little bit.
4: Well, I just decided, I was like, if I'm going to be away from everybody, because like, I moved here not knowing anybody. My entire family's back in Canada. I was like, if I'm going to move here, I'm going to put my head down and make sure that this time is worth it and my time away from my family, my grandparents, everything. at I needed to make it feel like it was worthwhile.
3: Is it frustrating to not find a keychain with your name on it? Yes. Because I don't know. I never met a Tennille until mm-hmm. I met the other one. Yep. And I was like, huh. And then I heard, and then I was like, there's another. T-? So Tennille Towns is a friend and she opened for me for a lot of tour, for a lot of my uh, comedy tour last year. And then I was like, they were like, Tennille Arts. And I was like, no, you're saying it wrong. It said Towns, oh. <laughs> not Arts. And they're yeah. like, no, there's another Tennille. And I was like, "Well, how about that? That's kind of weird. What is she? You know, what? what Where's she from? They're like, she's from Canada too. Mm-hmm. Same age. That's confusing. Yeah, did isn't that you, crazy? Did you guys know each other? Yeah. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm.
4: From like the like Canadian a Tanil chat
3: room where you guys, everybody yeah. named Tanil would get in and talk <laughs> with each other.
4: Actually, the first time I met her, she had one of her good friends with her, and her name was also Tenille.
3: So what's that? What's happening? Is there something in Canada where they name after? I don't know. Captain and Tennille, big big thing. Mike, is Tennille Canadian from Captain and Tennille? I don't know. Will you look that up?
4: I know that she was born in like Montgomery, Alabama or something. Oh, Tony Tennille. So you know this already? Mm -hmm. Because I thought that was weird because I grew up on Montgomery Crescent. She was from Montgomery, Alabama.
3: Does that have anything to do with your name?
4: Uh, Well, my parents named me after that. After Captain and (laughs) Tennille? Yeah. They loved the name, but they also gave me two middle names just in case.
3: Mm. So. Captain Nintanil was sing songs like Muskrat Love. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know how I know that. Did Kevin hit us back on the on the text? They're see. See not yet. Canadian. No. Not yet. They're yeah, apparently they're not Canadian.
4: Dad, you're gonna lose the chat. That's all right. Chat.
3: Um, okay, so let's do we do this sometimes. You're Mount Rushmore of artists. Okay. Oh. You get four, however I allow five, because everyone always goes, Let me add one more. I'm gonna give you five, but you can't go, let me add one more. We're already doing okay. that plus one we We're with doing five. So, okay, five artists on your Mount Rushmore. Who is your first artist? Do,
4: are they any genre? It doesn't matter. Any genre? It can be okay. any genre. First artist. Like, this is no order.
3: Well, okay, you don't have to rank them. Okay. But you can if you want. Are you saying right now no order? No order. No order, okay. Because they'll,
4: pro- they'll probably come to me as, as we do this. Um, well, I grew up listening to Paul Simon. Okay. So I'm a huge fan of his songwriting and everything. Um, so Graceland? Him. Yeah.
3: The whole record? The whole record. Amazing. I
4: love it. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, man. This is already hard, and I'm only one person in. Um, Shania Twain has okay. to be on there. Uh, I know I'm going to do this and forget somebody and be really sad. Um, Keith Urban. Kelly Clarkson.
3: And you got one here that counts it's not a bonus it, you get five okay so so far while you're thinking we have paul simon shania twain keith urban kelly clarkson
4: oh my gosh can i call a friend <laughs> um I don't know. That's a hard one. There's so many good artists. Like, I feel like... But
3: if you pick nobody, then you get nothing. Yeah. Okay. You're not bound to this contractually. You know, yeah. if you leave this house no, and decide you, you want to change No, you can just see me
4: mind, overthinking everything you know. right now. I'm like, wait, do I... Yeah, okay.
3: Pull up a playlist on your phone. Okay. What do you... Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you have. Pull it up. Okay. And we will... Let's look at the last song. Casey
4: Musgraves. Great.
3: Yes. Love it. Okay. No, no, no. no. Let's look at the playlist though. Oh. Are, I want well, to... I don't
4: really have playlists. You don't have
3: like liked songs, like the last songs that no. you liked? I don't do that. Let me see your let me see your playlist here.
4: like I'm kind of all over the place.
3: Well, you should be musically, but how yeah. do you find stuff? You I just mean, chase albums?
4: I just like I look up the album. Like this is my app. Do you
3: have store. a last songs you played? Yours. Yeah. Your yeah, song. I was
4: warming up in the car on the way here. Your song. you know, which is in interesting. Case. You
3: brought a guitar. Well, yeah. We've never had anyone bring a guitar. Well, you never Dude. know
4: when you're going to need to break out in that, a song.
3: That's true. So to ne- your last song is "I Hate This." Do yeah. you have a list of stuff you played recently? I
4: don't know how to get Library. To that. Library. See, I got you. Technology's hard for me.
3: Oh, check it out. Uh, a lot of Chumbawamba. you a big fan. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Carrie Underwood, yeah. Casey Musgraves. Who's Paul Sykes?
4: Uh, he's a friend of mine. He used to play uh, guitar for me.
3: Shout out Paul Sykes. Yep. I'm really going through your stuff. This is, this is some stuff it. here. Um, you have a lot of some artists named Tennille arts. A yep. lot. Wow. Just put them Are you in, in the fan club? Who's twin Kennedy?
4: They're also friends of mine. Okay. Yep.
3: So we get a lot of shout outs here and that's all you have in all your songs. Yeah. You listen to yourself and your friends. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: a, that's well, I got to download my own stuff and make sure that like nothing's wrong with it. You know,
3: when mm. it goes out there. All right. Um, well, why don't we, let's, let's, I'm not going to ask you to like really sing or anything, but let's grab this guitar, Mike. Let's see what's happening over here. If we can't get Kevin to call us back, yeah. Kevin's big time in us right now. Do you know, let's play a game while he's doing that. Okay. Canadian or not Canadian. Are you ready?
4: Mm-hmm. i
3: give you, I'll give you a celeb. You tell me if they're Canadian or not. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal.
4: Not.
3: Okay. Correct. Ryan Reynolds. Canadian. Right. Haley Bieber. Not. Correct. James Franco. Not Ryan Gosling. Canadian. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Not. Not. Does the Canadians have dominate any interview you ever do? Or are they always tell me about Canada?
4: Uh, a little bit, but yeah.
3: What about the double Tenils? Does that happen a lot? Yeah. They mm-hmm. Do you ever think if it doesn't work, you two could form a group? Maybe. And just be called Teniel Two.
4: Tenil squared.
3: Look at this. What kind of guitar we have here?
4: This is a PRS acoustic.
3: So what we're gonna do here. We're going to play very light. I've, we've never done this before, so let's see what it okay. sounds like.
4: Well, let me make sure.
3: I like sure to go no tuning. Yeah? We like mm-hmm. to go out of tune. It's kind of our style here on the show.
4: Okay.
3: Mike, you want to see how this sounds? Yes, check it out. Okay. Um, okay. You want her to back away from the mic just a little bit? Maybe just a little bit. Okay. It's the opposite of what we just did. Where we <laughs> episodes, yeah. and Now we're going to have you move back just a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, play me a little bit of I Hate This.
4: Okay. Because
3: that's the one you had up on your phone. Yeah. Okay, that's, okay. And then we're going to do the Canadian National Anthem. I'm just kidding. No. Not, not <laughs> right. I
4: was like, no, maybe not.
3: <laughs> All right, for the first time on this po- podcast, someone's going to play. We'll do a little bit of I Hate This. Go ahead. Okay.
4: You want me to just do like verse chorus? Yeah. Okay.
1: I hate this here I am running into you trying not to touch I hate this acting like it's not killing me when it does And that watch I gave you still looks good on your wrist Don't you think it's time we end this little experiment Cause I know we said we'd just be friends Good. Thank you. Look at that. Good. Thank you.
3: Well, look at okay. Well, let we can put the Mike. We can put the guitar down. That's okay. good. How does it sound? Do we know if it <laughs> sounds it's, pretty good? Popped or anything? No, we're want, good. Okay. Well, if you have it, do you want to do a little bit of your new song then? Sure. Well, I mean, if that's the new single, let's yeah. let's hear uh, somebody <laughs> like that. Okay. All right.
1: I've seen pickup lines and dive bar strangers slow. I've seen happy hour two-for-ones turn to one-night stands I've seen neon rebounds, late-night drunk dives. I've seen that Cinderella fairy tale go up in cigarette smoke I've seen two hearts bet it all and still end up broke The real thing won't be easy, yeah, it might take a while
3: crap man it's really good strong (laughs) you're like two foot tall the humongous voice (laughs) thank you mike will take your guitar from you he'll be sure to drop it there it is let's check one more time for kevin i'd love to have had him on the show kevin did he respond to your text no Mm. he probably likes your brother and sister better huh I bet if they texted, he probably would have been like,
4: "No, he literally just never has his phone on him." He's, so,
3: what's yeah. the story with your brothers and sisters? You have one, you have two total, one each.
4: I have um, two sisters and a brother.
3: Okay, and yeah. you are in the mix. What, what, what level? Second youngest. Okay. Yeah. And your oldest is,
4: uh, Brittany.
3: Okay, and, and what's Brittany do? Mus- uh, music at all?
4: It's not really. No. Um, she, her husband was in the military in Canada. They moved around a lot, and now they're back in Saskatchewan, starting their own company. So they're they're working on stuff there. It's a drone company.
3: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. My co host husband has a drone company. He, cool. he was in the military, too. Yeah. And now they apparently all fly drones and look in our windows. And exactly. Who knows what they're
4: they doing. They know everything about our lives.
3: And then your brother is older than you. Yep. And what does he do?
4: He went to school um, for finance stuff, but he's also been working at the farm as well. So he's we're all just kind of all over the place doing our own thing.
3: And your youngest sister is a hockey playing dancer?
4: <laughs> yeah. Is that true? <laughs> she just dances now. Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Are they very proud of you?
4: Yeah. Are they like so. keeping up?
3: Are they super excited? Yeah,
4: they keep up and uh, my little sister and I talk like really often but um, so since we're both kind of very, I guess, you know, we like hair and makeup and photos and, and doing all of the fun stuff, my older two si- siblings felt like they were not in the group or whatever of us performing sisters. So they created their own Instagram called like the other two siblings or something and they recreate our photos on the farm. <laughs> it is hilarious. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So they they're all supportive and yeah.
3: So, parents, four kids. Yep. Any animals growing up?
4: Yeah, we had a dog. A dog? Yeah. Just one.
3: Okay. No cows.
4: No, no cows.
3: What kind of animals are on farms in Canada?
4: We had just like a lot of straight cats, like farm cats, just cats. running around.
3: Yeah. All right. Mike, anything for Tenille? We're about uh, to we're about to wrap this up. I'm just amazed how good that was. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs>
4: Thanks. What's cool
3: is we get to hear everybody sing. I mean yeah. I hear about it on the show or out. That's really good. Thank you. I don't know that I was not expecting it to be, but it was really good. <laughs> Thank you. And we've never done that before. That's yeah. kind of... <laughs> you kind of brought your guitar in a ball or move. It's like, I just have my hey. guitar. If you need it, let me... That's a... It's cool. I like that. Here's... So... I work on American Idol, and I, I mentor a lot of these these kids. A lot of the kids need more of the music mentorship. A lot of the older people kind of need the mm-hmm. kind of the life, how to go with the reality show. But I tell them, and I think you could probably speak on this too, if someone asks you to play, just freaking play. Yeah. That's it. If someone's like, hey, do you play? Don't take a second to be like, well, I'm not ready right now. And, you know, Let me think it. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Like, play your freaking song.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Always, because you never know who's listening who may – that person's not going to get you a record deal, but they may – hear you and go oh this person yeah you should you should hear that
4: that's the thing you never know when you're gonna be discovered and I think the more you play the more you get out there the more chances there are you know you can't just sit in your bedroom and sing songs all the time and think that you're gonna get somewhere
3: here's my my neighbor overheard me singing in my backyard and rec- recommended me to get in vocal training yeah <laughs> is that familiar at all yes because it didn't happen to me no That, yeah, was, it, that was you. it happened to me so you're singing and just doing how old are you
4: oh my gosh I was probably like seven
3: and your neighbor hears something in your voice yeah and says how you should go and learn to sing the real way
4: yeah she came over like because I was always just like belting out Shania Twain songs or like whatever I was listening to or making songs up belting him out in, in my backyard and my neighbor just came over and she's told my mom she's like I think she has a great voice I think you should try to you know take her somewhere see if she can do something with it And of course, I loved that. My first voice lesson, I was so pumped and just so excited that like that's what made it feel real to me at eight years old, seven or eight, whatever it was. I was like, that's going to be my career. I'm going to do this.
3: Where did you start singing as a kid publicly?
4: Uh, I did like a couple little like local festivals and things like that. But also because I was doing classically um, trained music, uh, I also performed in like the music festivals.
3: And stuff. And you would sing what kind of songs as a classically trained performer?
4: There was like a book. <laughs> that okay, you pick yeah. Songs out of. Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, you're you have another record coming out the, next year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we know when.
4: It'll be early 2020.
3: And people listen to these things forever, so it may already be out when this thing is. You may be hearing yeah. the Tenille Arts podcast because we've done a lot of these. Mike, where people have at early stages they've yeah. kind of blown up, yeah. <laughs> and you can go back and hear them because this is episode 203. So early on, we had some artists on in the early stages too, and they were like, I don't know, we're just trying to, to get something going. And you go back now and you're like, holy crap, like now they're a big deal. So hopefully uh, this, this is what happens here. Yeah. Okay, we'll listen. We've, I think we've said everything that, that we need to say. You feel like you learned a little bit about you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin, sure. Kevin will not call us back. <laughs> if you're listening right now, Kevin, we tried. Before yeah. we wrap it up, we're going we're gonna to give it one more look. Not yet. I'm going to ask you a few random questions here, and then we'll call this a day. What's the last concert you bought tickets for?
4: I bought tickets for Casey Musgraves, and I didn't get to go. Which show? It was uh, the one at the Ryman, the Golden Hour Tour. Mm, or, I went. Or Oh, What a World. You, you did? I, I did. Oh, yeah. I'm really jealous.
3: Yeah, you should be. It's, it's great. Yeah. Why did you not get to go?
4: I had a show come up.
3: Great reason to yeah. not go. exactly. How about that? Good. Yeah. Okay, so question number two. What's the last movie you saw in theaters? In
4: theaters? Um, I think it was that last show um last movie of the avengers or whatever that might yeah
3: what's avengers? it called end game Endgame. 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 game it's good huh it's long
4: yeah well here's the thing i didn't watch any of the other ones
3: oh, oh yeah no. that sucks <laughs> because there were like three or f- I, I saw most of them yeah but there were only three or four that i didn't see and i felt a little out of it at times i can only imagine what you felt no it's knowing
4: i was very out of it well actually i think i saw the captain marvel one the girl Mm-hmm. Um maybe yeah I saw that one before but also at the end of that I did not know that this was like a big thing that was going to be coming to an end and everybody was sitting in the theater still like waiting to see whatever they show at the end of those movies I had no clue I was completely in the dark that this was a whole series of things
3: And that's the last movie you saw? Yeah. Okay. Are you on the road a lot now? Yeah. Every weekend? Mhm. You going out this weekend?
4: I am. I'm leaving tomorrow. Where do you go? I'm going to Deadwood, South Dakota.
3: Wow. Yeah. It's a trip. Yeah. You driving the Pontiac? Uh
4: oh no. <laughs> or what, no what is it? You have, is that
3: a, yeah, it's a Pontiac, a Pontiac,
4: right? Pontiac yeah. but it, I don't even think it would make it there.
3: Uh, one final question: What is your hobby, and why do you do it?
4: My hobby. Um,
3: it cannot be something you make money at.
4: Okay. So yeah. don't say
3: music. What is your hobby, and why do you do it? Oh man.
4: It's. A lot of my things have to do with music, but like this one thing that I started doing is like painting on the back of jean jackets. So that's kind of like a hobby thing that has become something that I. I love. think that's a wonderful answer.
3: Okay. Um, you're in a jacket now that is very, painty, but you didn't paint this one.
4: No. Okay.
3: Let's check one more time for Kevin. This is her dad. Dad. <laughs> Three. No. Two. No answer. It's
4: okay, Dad. We'll talk to you.
3: We'll do a whole time. podcast with him, Mike, at some point. <laughs> Listen to It's been ni- I didn't know you. I don't think we had we ever met. No. I don't feel like we'd ever no. met. Um it's it's been nice to get to know you.
4: Thank you. Nice I, to get to know you too.
3: I feel like big things are ahead. Thank you. Do you feel like I'm talking about for me but do you feel like those for you? <laughs> you feel like they're also ahead for you?
4: Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I feel like this is a time where just I've been through so much in the past year that I feel like my music has just changed so much and I'm just excited for everything that's coming with it.
3: All right. tenille Arts T-E-N-I-L-L-E, Arts. I bet you people ask all the time if that's your real last name. Yes. It is. It is. Kevin Arts, one of my favorite wheat farmers in, in Canada. <laughs> exactly. So he's a guy. Um, all right. Well, there we have it. Mike, I believe that'll wrap us up. Episode 203 with Tennille Arts. That's a solid interview. Maybe the longest interview you've ever done.
4: Yeah. It was long, but it was great. Yeah. Went by fast.
3: As you walk out the house. And she, is, I always wonder if it's weird, because we this, we'd normally do this earlier in the daytime but because of my schedule so weird this week we actually did this one at night it's fully dark right now yeah. I'd always think it'd be weird going to somebody's house for a show like someone's like come to the, come to the house we're gonna do a show like this gotta be a little weird right
4: I mean not really I was like I'm coming here with my manager I don't know <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me
3: <laughs> great I would I would just think like going to somebody's house is this a trick But you can rest assured it is not a trick. Not a trick. All right. But we didn't record any of this. This is just for me. (laughs) We're just saving it. All right. Tenille Arts, going to talk to you. Everybody check out her music, her new single. As of right now, this recording, the song is called Somebody Like That. Um, I really like the song, I Hate This. I put it on the National uh, Female Show a couple times. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll do it again because I I felt like the performance was fantastic. And I think that's it. All right. Tenille Arts, thank you. Thank you.